Hey, this is Maddie Blake, and this is Drilling Down. No, it's not. It's Could It Be an Oak Island Podcast. There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, we had an amazing interview yesterday <sighs> with Mr. Maddie Blake, the head acorn. The head acorn. And, you know, it, it was, I had a lot of fun talking to Maddie. Yep. It got uh, rave reviews from uh, our huge people, mm -hmm. you know, our uh, usual audience and our, our, um, Oak Island friends. So mm -hmm. thank you to everybody that tuned in. Yes. And thank you to everybody that downloaded that podcast. It was a, it was a blast. And everybody that's yet to listen or watch it. Yeah, go check it out. Please do. It was epic. And we heard so many times how Maddie was so excited about the episode we're recapping right now. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that happened in the war room at the end. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. It's not time quite yet. We will mm -hmm. get to it. But um, amazing stuff. This was a great episode. As soon as this episode ended last week, I said, I put on a, a big post on Twitter that said, wow, this was a wow episode. Absolutely. And it sure was. It, it was definitely a wow episode. I love talking to Maddie about the behind the scenes episode and some yeah. other behind the scenes snippets. And, you know, it, it was really great to kind of recap some of that with him. Um, if you guys don't know. So we have been, we just recently switched over to like a different software for our live streaming with the podcast. So you can now get us on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. Yes. Uh, Twitch. You can find us at Oak Island pod and it's a podcast. Oh, mm -hmm. Twitch at Oak Island podcast. And then it's a YouTube.com slash Oak Island podcast. Yes. I, I see a theme here. Yeah. It is. It is a thing. Hey, David and Daisha. What's I up? haven't seen you guys in forever. Yeah, they're in the chat. What's up? Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> and, uh, well, Dana said something, too. So, hi, Dana. Hi, Dana. What's up? All right. <laughs> All right. So, we have money pit stuff. We have swamp stuff. We got Rick. Spooner stuff. We got spooner stuff. We got Rick going through uh, the paved area with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, okay. Right let's Let's just start at the money pit. Money Pit. Okay, what's happening at the Money Pit in this uh, episode? Uh, in let's... Season 8, Episode 24, the penultimate episode <laughs> of The Curse of Oak Island Correct. for Season 8. So, uh, Silver we, lining. We have yeah. Scott, Rick, Steve, and Terry all present and accounted for mm -hmm. in the Money Pit. Yep, yep. Uh, Steve says that the early work they've been doing is chasing the 1706 wood from OC1. Um for Craig and the new location that they're headed to check is C 11.5. I wish it was 11.25, but you can't get what you want all the time. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this. What isn't it? Was it the 1704 stone? No, what's the stone? What stone is 1704? Maybe it's just a year marker. Yeah, could be. Right. And cause I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the 1706. It's like on this day in 1704, we began our journey of building the treasure trap. Probably, that's probably exactly how it happened. <laughs> and there was a narrator there, just like that. Oh, yeah, it. it was like uh, Robert Clotworthy's great 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 grandfather. <laughs> right. 
or something to that effect. And the right. heavens opened. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, there was a flashback of finding artifacts from the old spoils of OC1 because that's how they determined where they were going to do this new drill uh-huh. uh, program, this new, all well, this new borehole. Yeah. It was halfway between C1 and mm-hmm. OC1. And then they had to give us the lowdown of what Michael John especially had found in the spoils this year from OC1 uh, last year, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Michael John, treasure hoarder, hoarder maybe. I mean, maybe. treasure hunter extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they, he found the rosehead spike, had concrete on it, you know, said maybe it's part of, a, you know, something that held together the chapel vault. Mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of possibilities. Yep. Um, Rick gives orders to get to the depth of at least 118 feet and see 11.5 to see if they find anything interesting. Ah, And that's kind of where Rick kind of parts ways with uh, the drill team in with the money, the money pit, pit boys with the one with the money pit boys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. When do we go back to the money pit? Okay, Much later in go. the episode. Yeah. So we go and we see what Craig and Dan Hensky meeting with Dr. Spooner. Yeah, and then so this is the beginning of part with Dr. Spooner, and yeah. then we're gonna wrap back around probably at the end of the episode to do Dr. More Spooner's Spooner. results. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so Craig, yeah, like you said, Craig and Dan Hensky met up with Dr. Spooner at the money pit to discuss uh the and perform tests because Dr. Spooner had a light bulb over his head. He had an idea. Mm-hmm. What was his idea? His idea was water samples right for to see i guess maybe even we should talk about the war room that came before this where oh yeah okay so back up turn around back the gearheart truck yeah because up. that that's uh that you're right that does uh, flow into this so mm-hmm. we had a war room before that we got to the money pit with yes. spooner with marty craig and jack and they were talking to Rick and Dr. Spooner via uh, video conference. Yes. They were, it looked like maybe in the research center. Yeah. Um, they could have been at Acadia University for all I know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But uh, Spooner explained that he wanted to drill uh, into, well, not drill, like uh, the. Use previous drill well holes. Yeah. Yeah. And look at the chemistry in the water, in the ground, and what it interacts with. And he talked to an associate of his, Dr. Mm-hmm. Matt Lukeman. At Acadia University to see if, uh, you know, if this would be a good idea for uh, looking for signatures of specific elements in the water on Oak Island. Yes. And uh, Spooner calls him an excellent chemist. And they discussed how they might find out whether or not there is treasure on the island and how they can help the Laginas with that. Yes. And what's nice is Marty, I mean, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, we used to do this type of stuff, you know, in the energy field you yeah. know mm-hmm. uh, so it makes sense so he explains that silver in the day was largely things other than silver right uh just like any money or such that we have now yep. um and had things like copper and zinc in it which would corrode same with silver uh, since they do corrode versus gold, which doesn't, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, yeah. And he'd love to do what's known as a pathfinder study for those particular elements in the water. Yeah. And, you know, this is where Marty's like, oh, yeah. Yes, duh. do it, please. Yeah. Great it, idea. I mean, it <laughs> makes sense. Spooner recommends testing 12 wells or the drills that they've already done and ask 
and jackass about whether or not it can detect for gold. <laughs> of course, that's of on course, his mind. Of course. I mean, someone, someone's got to ask it. Thank you, Jack. And But gold doesn't corrode. Nope. So it makes sense. Silver would be associated with a gold hoard as well. Right. Well, that's what Rick tells Jack. He's like, Jack, don't worry about the gold because uh -huh. if there's silver, guess what? There's probably gold there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it, and as they're explaining it, it's so what a Pathfinder test is. So let's say there was a cache of silver coins in the bottom of one of these wells, just to keep it simple. Sure. And from there, as it corrodes, then those elements would leach into the water. Yep. Well, you have an underground water system. I mean, that's why you drill wells and all this. So they would leach into the water and be more concentrated at the place where there would be, say, a cache and come out, come outwards, right? And it'd be more dilated the further you get away mm -hmm. from it. And it's because it's going to continue to corrode from that place and work its way outward. Yep. So that's kind of also trying to figure out where these water systems are whether that means it's a flood tunnel water system whether you know it's from the springs and the wells and you know what's connected what's not so we'll get back to the results at the end where we which is actually really exciting as maddie blake drove home for us yesterday yeah super duper exciting uh -huh. yeah <clears throat> yeah craziness right mm -hmm. All right, so then um, we do have the money pit where we do see Craig and mm -hmm. Dan Hensky meeting with Dr. Spooner, Dr. Matt Lukeman, mm -hmm. and uh, their associates, Nicole Kirkpatrick and Victoria Hopper. Mm -hmm. And they're all there to perform some tests uh, down Borehole C1. Yep. And, you know, 11 other uh, wells that had already been drilled down into the uh, soil mm -hmm. of Oak Island. Yeah. But uh, there's wells all over that island. And by wells, the, those are drill holes really yes right i mean when you're dr making drill holes you're making wells well there's at least 400 of them on the island they got they got <laughs> well some of them get filled back in actually a lot of them there's ones like when we were looking at the map people were asking about so we know there's c1 uh there's an older one up by 10x that they tested uh there was one bit further southeast which is by one of dan's old drill holes mm. uh you've got the ones further up north it's they're all over they're everywhere they're everywhere whoa whoa they're everywhere they're everywhere thank, thank you terry yeah, you do you, a terry much better job than i do oh bingo okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sorry my little tangent there but they are everywhere they are so let's test them and see if we have a concentration in any of those areas. Yeah. So Dr. Matt Lukeman, he's there and he says that there is a high chance that they're going to see some signal or of more recent human activity down there. Yeah. So be prepared for that. And that might complicate things a little bit. Um, but to me, he's kind of setting the bar low. Which makes sense, yeah. right? There's yeah. been a lot of human activity, <clears throat> a lot of things going down there. Yeah, it's just that when I when I hear him say that, you know, I'm hearing him set expectations low, mm -hmm. which is good because, man, like at the end of the episode, yeah. he blows those expectations out of the well, water. Well, and it's like Spooner had said was that he'll be surprised if there's actually elements, like if there, you actually get anything back of silver, right? Because yeah. primarily it's made up of these other things, but you'd have to have a lot of silver in order to get 
those traits, those elements. Yes. Yep. And so he wanted to get multiple samples from multiple locations to help them get in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So good on them. So Craig invites them to get their samples um, and get started on C1. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. And they're using this little device so they get the water from the lowest depths. So that, I, I don't know, I was just fascinated. Yep, uh, science is cool. Science is cool. Science is very cool. So, all right, there was a little side interview with Marty, and he mm -hmm. said that he just loves the hard data, and um, hard data is hard to come by on Oak Island. <laughs> and if these scientists say that there's a big chunk of precious metal down there, then they're going to have to go and find it. Mm-hmm. Good on you, Marty. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they'll do. So Spooner demonstrates the tools that they're going to use. They do collect a sample at a depth of 183, sorry, 183 feet. Mm -hmm. And there was another little side interview with Rick. And he says that there, he's always believed that something of significant lies within the bowels of the money pit. And that this water testing uh, by Dr. Spooner and Dr. Lukeman, it can provide uh, interesting information that might even be able to put an X on the ground. And he finds that exceedingly interesting. And he looks forward to their analysis. I find it exceedingly interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I look forward to your analysis. <laughs> we did. And oh. We want to hear more. We can't yes, wait to yes, hear more. Yes. Okay. Sticking to the money pit thing. Mm -hmm. They go back again. Okay. <laughs> but this time it's just Steve and Terry hauling choice sausage around. Right? That's what they do. Yep. And... Um, and they throw it back up on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. They're at a 68-foot depth uh, in borehole C11.5, which is just north of OC1. Well, that's just um, that's uh, the correct depth. That's not what Terry said first, and I'm not going to say what he said first because it might be a trivia question later on today. Uh -huh. But Steve had to correct him, just saying. <laughs> And that's what he does. No, he doesn't hold like every little tiny piece of data in his mind. No, we just call him data. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so it's super windy. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's super cold. Mm -hmm. um, poor uh, Terry and Steve look like the kid from uh, uh, the Christmas story all bundled up. By oh the my gosh. It feels Maybe like count quite. the layers yeah. on each of them. <laughs> I'm guessing like 50 each. Something like that. As sure. he is. <laughs> Throw it up here, Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good oh, stuff. Steve-O. Yep. So uh, Terry says that uh, what they see from the choice sausage looks interesting. Mm -hmm. It looks like uh, burnt material or possible backfill. Could it be? Could it be? And uh, Steve replied that it's good, but Terry says, pause. Or he, he I think he is um, saying that it's good, but Terry like says, well, you know, it's possible, um, but he didn't know what it is. He didn't know why it looked so unusual and why there was like ashes on it. Yeah. So mm, could it be burned. I guess. Everything on this island seems to have <laughs> been burned before it's found. Jeez. Something. Yep. So there was a little interview, side interview with Steve saying that the backfill material means that they might be or they might be just outside of a shaft. And so this is really good information. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Maybe they just crossed through another borehole. Like maybe it drifted. Perhaps. It was a drifter. Could it be? We have a drifter. Yeah. That's all I got. So there was a little side interview with Marty. Yep. Uh, talking about the money pit area and how they're finding all of these works and all these tunnels and all this stuff pointing to the 1700s, mm -hmm. which is extremely encouraging. It used to be the one thing. 
you know, that uh, he'd talk about with his brother. And he'd say, I will change my mind about everything if you show me concrete evidence of substantial works prior to 1795. Well, you know what? He did that. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken <laughs> he dinner. He did so. So, so he already, changed his mind. Yeah, they've already won that much. And uh, the objective is to actually find existence of real treasure at this mm -hmm. point. So, whew. Whew. I mean, that's Ooh, like, lolly. you know, Marty is not shy to admit that his brother was right all along. And, <laughs> and you know what he is shy about? What's that? Uh, saying that he was going to put a big X on the swamp. Now he decided <laughs> to rewrite history and say that he's been pro swamp all along. Yeah, he loves the swamp. Mm -hmm. He's always loved the swamp. Best friends with the swamp, <clears throat> always. He loves that uh, putrid fetish. Fet fetish? <laughs> no, it's fetid. Fetid, not fetish. <laughs> Awkward. That'd be the okay. All right. So um, Steve and Terry are excited to see the drill rig um, hit something kind of like a void, like it Hopefully. just kind of drops in. Yep. You know, and the and the the drill piece is just kind of dropping rapidly, mm -hmm. and they say it could be a tunnel. Could be. You know? And Terry says, "Let's cross our fingers." Mike Tedford from Choice said that it felt really soft at 88 feet. Okay. And then it dropped down to 160 or 106 feet. And so that's like a substantial drop. Yeah. And 88, I mean, that's not far from the like horizon they were looking at before. Yeah. With when they were kept hitting wood. So yeah, that's sure. good. But remember, no data is also good data. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it dropped in, but uh, then Steve and Terry examined the latest casing that came out of that, and Steve asked if it's interesting, and Terry says, not so much. Wah, wah. And uh, it being interglacial, it's like, uh, this is like geology terms, so I'm not a geologist. You're not? No. Is this your like disclaimer? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is. But he says, it's it, it being interglacial phase, and you get a lot of dark clay in there, so that when... You hit it, sometimes it slips through, and it could feel like you broke through into an open tunnel, but it's usually just like this muck. Mm -hmm. Just slippery when wet, so down it Boop. went. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Terry says that C11 died with a whimper. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Steve says it's a bust, but I like died with a whimper better. Yeah. Sad. Time to move on to the next thing. Yeah, I guess Steve was kind of like, well, hey, it's not all bad news because mm -hmm. we could just mark it as an X on the map. Something we tried. It's done. We don't have to go back there. Yeah, we don't have to say, well, what was it? We can say it was nothing. And that's. That's good information. Yeah. Well, way to be optimistic about it, Steve. It well didn't done. Marty call him the like eternal optimist. Did he? Uh, like early in the season when he was say, calling this clearing in the trees and he's like climbing. He's like in this little clearing and it's like giant <laughs> yeah. Steve. Oh, right. Like yeah. there's no clearing. He's like <laughs> in the trees. <laughs> And Marty's like, you're the internal optimist. It's a clearing that's like, uh, you know, eight <laughs> inches wide. <laughs> There's just no roots. Not, just right there. Not enough room for someone to even stand in without touching Except anything else. Except for Steve, but, apparently. Yeah. But he's touching everything This little else. clearing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, right, I'm so, sorry, Steve. We give you such a hard time. It's all good. Let's go to lot 32. Lot 32 it is. Let's go to the swamp. Uh, with some metal detecting? Yes. Gary, uh, Gary and David. And Gary... Drayton, David Fernetti out doing their thing. 
of course. Apparently, uh, what was it last episode? Gary and David were on a roll. I wonder if they're still in the same role. Mm. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. David is excited that they have perfect weather for metal detecting. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. So, lot, yeah, lot 32, which is on that, it's like the very corner, right? It's yeah. the last lot of the island. So, that's yep. the uh, west, west side. West side. West side. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, um, they're metal detecting a trigger guard from an old musket or pistol. They found that. Yes. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Gary says possibly date 1650 to 1750. Mm -hmm. So if they would have just found that, I mean, that would have been like five years ago. They find that they're over the moon. Boom. Like, wow. That's the most amazing thing they could find. Right. Like if before B, BC, before cross. Okay. So before the cross, if they found this. It would have been the biggest find on Oak Island history because before the cr oh Drayton's Cross, I'm yeah. like BC, yeah, like, Drayton's Cross. Got it. I so, like that. Yeah, BC. You know, it would have been a huge find, and now they're just like, ah, cool. <laughs> like that would have been the thing that drove uh, Rick and Marty like through the roof ex mm -hmm. with excitement. No, I think the next thing would happen. Oh, definitely. I mean, it still is. Yeah. Like, whoa. Well, well what is it? What did they find? So after they, can... they continue metal detecting, what do they do? Uh. Sorry, uh, obviously Gary gets another hit and they find a lead cloth bag seal. Mm. It's wow. Just it I'm I'm kind of surprised it survived, but I guess it is lead. It, it, it's soft, but Yeah, you got to think of these things though. Like there's probably um, you know, I don't Thousands and thousands of family that use these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And they probably used them dozens and dozens and, you know, maybe hundreds of times. So there's probably tons of them out there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But I know they're going to do some research on this thing that they found and uh, try to find out who made it and where it came from. Mm -hmm. I hope they can figure that out. But there's probably a lot to dig through. It is cool. Yeah. It's really old. Um, it's unique on Oak Island. So It's hmm. unique in just in general but if you think about it so they're down on the southwest part of lot 32 and it's not that far from there that we know there's those samuel ball wharfs and there's plenty of probably plenty of wharfs down on that side and if you're offloading goods it, it, it makes sense i even saw someone suggest i don't remember somewhere on the internet uh <laughs> Could it have been like wrapped up coconut fiber? Mm, I like that one. Because we know that's not indigenous to the area. And they had to bring in a whole. They, had, they would have had to bring a lot. Yeah, how many how many Gearheart truckfuls of uh, coconut fiber did they have to bring in? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty lightweight, right? So. No, not when you have it in bulk in a bag. It's still going to be heavy. Yeah, I'm just thinking like how. How heavy is your boat? How many boats had to come <laughs> full of coconut fiber? <laughs> like there's there's quite a bit of it. Don't know. I mean, they didn't have like those compression, like what do I want to say? The sealing devices. What to, to suck all the air out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that it doesn't take up as much room. No, they didn't have vacuum seal technology. Yeah, they didn't have in, vacuum back seal in, like, bags. Six, 700 years ago or whatever. Let me just <laughs> put my coconut fiber in here and <laughs> then no. it fits in the suitcase and then you get there and poof, 
out comes the coconut fiber. That's how Deidre packs for trips. That's if you only got a carry on. Sometimes you do what you got to do. Oh yeah, got to sure. got to get the outfit options in. Yep. All right. So there was. Uh, let's see. So Gary does call it a very very important find, and they mm -hmm. basically struck gold with this thing. Yep. That's that's how he feels. Uh, Clotworthy goes on to explain that these kinds of seals have been around for more than 800 years. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time. Um, again, Gary calls it very important. David asks if it goes into the top pocket. And Gary says, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Right in there. He's so excited. They up and leave. <laughs> He's like, you know what? This actually can't even go in the top pocket. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it makes it in the top pocket. Uh, like They call it a top pocket fine more than once in this episode. I don't think it hit a top pocket. Did he not pull it out of his top pocket when? No, it was in a box. Oh, that's right. So yeah. you know what he? That means he had to make a stop from the cove before he got to the research center over to the gift shop to get a pretty box <laughs> to put it in. Yeah, they maybe have that in their vehicle. Uh, well, maybe Terry, finds. not Terry, uh, Kelly Barassa hanging out in the. Uh, well, I want to say not the research center, the interpretive, interpretive center, center, cleaning stuff up, and he's like, hey. Can you do me a solid clean this up before I take it next door so I can do a nice presentation? He could have. It'd be sure. great if the like he had a little light glued inside of it. <laughs> so then when you open it, it went, oh! that'd be pretty sweet. Next time. Next time. Next time. That'd be good. Yeah. So fun find. Uh, Gary, you know, like you said, goes immediately. Let's go to the research center. I don't think they stopped anywhere. I think they had that little box chilling in the vehicle just for the special occasion. Anytime they find something of, so you important. think Gary carries around mm -hmm. a plethora of boxes in like With a secret yeah. compartment for, cause he knows he's going to get so many top pocket finds that he wants to be able to, I think, I think Gary's is he like the gift shop manager. No, I think he's like the boy scout. He's prepared. <laughs> you don't think Gary would come on. If I don't know um, if they have if they have any kind of scouts in England, mm -hmm. but if you if he grew up in America, that dude would have been a Boy Scout. Okay, you know what? I think we should find like you know those jewelry boxes that light up when you open them, yeah. like little fuzzy ones. They're like uh, like yeah. velvet. We well, should like find on expedition. Yeah, yeah, so let's find a few of them and send them to Gary so that next year he can open them and be like, <laughs> oh. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, this is a must. Let's crowdfund it, guys. Oh, my goodness. All different sizes so that, you know, there's, it's like an opening of the arc moment, but it's really a lead seal. That would be fun. <laughs> it would be very fun. All right. So we do get to the Oak Island Research Center. Yes. Uh, Gary and David meet up with Rick and Laird, and they're just the chaps they want to see. <laughs> I love all, I, I still love Gary's uh, way Garyisms? Well, I mean, chaps isn't like, eh, sure. Yeah, How many people good. say chaps? Not, not, It's not often in America. It, yeah, that's true. Uh, or at least in like North America, my bad. Because mm -hmm. they're kind of in Canada. Yeah, so, <laughs> and that's part of America. Oh, yeah. You know, North, North America. America. Yeah. That's I mean, why, that's, the true North. That's why I amended it. Good job. Way to amend. So what, South America is just like, true south yeah it's like not as good no it's like it's truly south we're like middle america you know <laughs> like we're sandwiched between no. we well we're we're middle north america almost exactly we live almost exactly between the equator and the north pole very close we're, we're well hot diggity dog we are like so we're like barely over that line like where we are closer to the north pole than the equator where we live just barely 
why Santa gets here so fast. Yeah, but it's like almost the same exact as uh, Oak Island. It's just barely over the line. It's closer to the North Pole. We're like in the same uh, uh, vertical line, uh, longitude. There you go. <laughs> the L thought, word was it like latitude, latitude, fatitude, right? Because lat, flat, or longitude is long. Okay. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Don't worry. About okay. It. All right. So let's let's move on <laughs> because that had nothing to do with anything. Well. That's where we live. It's fine. It's cool. All right. So uh, they show Rick and Laird the trigger first. Mm -hmm. And he just pulls it out of his pocket, kind of like not even a top pocket, yeah. even though it would have been the ultimate top pocket find. But five they years knew ago. he was gearing up for something. Come yeah. on. And he just pulls out his pocket. Ah, hey, I want you to take a look at this. You know, oh, nonchalantly. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's got decorations on it. Yeah. Rick, Rick uh, was, Rick seemed impressed. Uh -huh. And he thinks that basically. Uh, since there's some kind of decoration on it, they assume that it was someone of higher stat, uh, status, mm -hmm. yeah. stature, um, that probably owned it. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can find, uh, based on the little little tiny designs on it, maybe they can figure out where it came from at least, or maybe even who it belonged to. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, they, they were excited about that. But Gary says that that artifact is not the main event. He's building up here. Drum roll. Yeah. And uh, considering the other artifact is made out of lead, they might want to wear some gloves to handle it. And Gary brings out a little box containing the lead cloth bag seal. Uh-huh. Laird, Laird, he knew immediately what it was. Yes. Immediately. And Gary wanted him to say it first. Yeah. He's like, say it, mate. I want to <laughs> see if you got it right. Yeah. He called it a lead bag bail seal which is basically the same thing and it, then yeah except for it means like big right yeah it's kind of like essentially the bail that he's talking about is like a burlap sack kind of thing mm -hmm. you know that's what was holding whatever it was and this was clamped around it yeah i think of it like a bale of hay versus yeah. like a handful of hay <laughs> oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so gary looked extremely pleased with himself of course and uh he should so then Laird said that this kind of bag was used with a seal like this. Um, it, it would have been a sign of a large operation and it's adding more questions to the mystery and giving them more work to do. So I don't know if he's happy <laughs> about that or if he's sad about that, or if he's like, eh, it's Oak Island. Yeah. He's just Oak Island about yeah, that. Classic Oak Island. He's like, I'm not, I don't have anything to do as he's <laughs> like been working on the ball foundation and he just finds countless artifacts and, you know, he's got to document all of them. Yeah. Right. So and then he probably leaves like a bazillion flags for Steve to come back and bing, 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 Tag all these the locations. <laughs> oh, man. And then. um, Sorry, I blah, blah, Laird, he says he kind of notes that like each generation, someone like adds something. Yeah, that's later on in the oh, episode. But I was getting ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because they do come back to the research center one more time. Uh, we'll get to that. So uh, Gary notes that the details on the artifact are just the kind of thing you'd want to see near a wharf. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, the art or the, the artifact itself. Like that's something you'd want to find in an area where things were being loaded and unloaded. I mean, big deal. Mm -hmm. Real big deal. Rick asks um, when this type of thing came into vogue. Oh, Rick. 
Of course you would ask that in that way. And then I just think of like a bunch of them in Vogue magazine. You know? You're not thinking like a Madonna song? Vogue, Vogue, Well, that Vogue, too, Vogue. but you know, whatevs. Yeah, it's just funny. And Laird replied around the 1500s, but then Gary's like, no, mate. <laughs> I, I'm going to one-up you on this one. I know that these were used at least in the 1300s in England. Yeah, but you know, Laird was probably trying to be realistic. And... Yeah. You know. you know, maybe the, the the maybe these lead bag seals have been used that long, but maybe this exact kind of like style was yeah. more than the fifteen hundred and later. So that's probably what Laird was trying to get across. Mm -hmm. But uh, Gary's like, well, I well, already told actually, the camera that it was eight hundred years old, so, so we're gonna keep it at the thirteen hundreds, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh man. And everybody's excited. Yeah. Uh, David asked if there were books they could look at symbols and artifacts like to compare them to. And of course, yeah. research, man. Yep. And I said, that sounds like a job for Doug and Paul. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's what that says to me. Right. <laughs> All right. Rick agreed that it is a top pocket find. There you go. This is mm -hmm. the second mention of that, even though it never went in a top pocket. He congratulated Gary and David, and then they left. But they come back to the research center one more time. And this time, Rick is there with Alex, Gary, and David joining Laird. Um, so they wanted to receive an assessment on the uh, bag seal that Gary and David found. Mm -hmm. uh, Laird says that the seals often look difficult to interpret, yeah. or are often difficult to interpret, and very cryptic. And then puts it under magnification for all of us to take a look at. And what they see wows Rick. Of course. I mean, As it should. Excited. Yeah. Um, Gary notes that it looks to be an X on the bottom, and Laird said a double X. So he had to one up and back. I was gonna say <laughs> these two. Yeah. It, it, it's quite entertaining. It's like, uh, well, actually, Gary, if you take a closer look, yeah, there's two X's. Two X's. <laughs> uh, Laird explains that the mark is from uh, the cloth makers, uh, what they call a privy seal. Mm. Uh, Laird also explains that these seals are family seals and passed down through generations. And if you had a father and a son alive and At the let, same you know, time, they're yeah. in the, yeah, the same time and they're both working within the trade, the seals probably look very similar, but the son would make like a little change or a little addition, an additional X maybe in order to tell them apart. So there's a bazillion of these a bazillion and that's, that's an lot. exact number mm. a bazillion how uh, many zeros are in a bazillion a lot <laughs> a bazillion of them okay <laughs> um, and then a one yeah and then a one okay there's probably a google of them <laughs> anywho 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 uh let's see here what else does laird know uh he says that the seal appears to have initials on it he thinks an F on the left and perhaps an E on the right-hand side. Uh, Laird says the top, you can almost see a number four. Yeah. Um, it's an odd symbol used old. for a long time. Old symbol. Old. Yeah. Yeah, but it was used for a long time. Oh, yeah. I've seen them all over the place in our symbology books. and. Yeah, but Laird also says that it's not really a four. No, he thinks it's, it's uh, you know, it's a uh, represents a sign of a cross. Yeah. Kind of like, 
you know, you see the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the cross over the body, and then he does it. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's quiet. Oh, that cross. Yeah, yeah that cross. Oh. Yeah, Rick asked what the significance of a sign. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> the sign of a cross like that, um, you wouldn't think you'd find that on a commercial enterprise, right? Well, maybe not <laughs> nowadays, but then. It could have been like it was uh, religion and all that stuff was way more important to like general society than it is right now, it seems. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was much more part of a daily life and obviously a part of many uprisings and wars. And hey, um, the chat, mm -hmm. I just saw a, a message from Janet mm -hmm. Scorza and it said uh, BC is probably before Charles. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because, you know, Charles is the keeper of secrets, yeah. drinker of the elixir of life, the uh, steward and forever. custodian of the Oak Island treasure. And he's been on the island since probably <laughs> 1000 uh, AD or, or he's been there forever. Forever. Okay. That's why it's before Charles. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I, saw, I, I, funny. Just, I, I, I looked over at the chat and I see before Charles. I'm like, oh, that, that's a good BC right there. <laughs> oh, geez. Instead of before cross, this yeah. is has a cross. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty good and funny. All right. So um, Laird says that the symbols were used by uh, multiple families and something that would have been carried down through generations. Mm -hmm. So like you were kind of saying. Rick thinks that it's curious that you'd have a religious symbol on a commercial item. He finds it very strange and that the only people that would do that to his limited knowledge would be Templars. It all comes back to the Templars, of course. Okay, I get that we all want it to be Templars and that's exciting. But if you were a Templar and you were trying to like conceal stuff i don't think you would go out of your way to put a cross no, on because they were like another thing that he says later on is they were the bankers of the day they were the financiers they were the commercial operatives so they had their hands in everything and you know they like when they had to sign off on things i'm guessing they used something kind of like that mm -hmm. and I, if they're taking it to the new world where there's nobody that they know nobody that can trace anything back to them you know, they might just use their, their seals that they've been using forever. You know, who cares? Okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And a way for them to keep track of everything still. Yep. So, and still being able to blend in, right? Yeah. Uh, Clotworthy did explain some Templar theories, the connections to Oak Island, keg barrels, handpoint chisel, tunneling tools, all dating back to the 1400s. Ugh. So, I mean, that could point to Templars being there. So, I don't know. Oh, geez. And then I just keep thinking about... The paved parking lot area. 1200. 1200. Okay. Maddie brought that up yesterday too. Yeah, we were talking about that. I, is that where the Templars put their horses? Or like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't get over that date and then the dates of the roads and then the date of the swamp eye activity. Mm hmm. Something stuff. had to be going on for quite a while. Yep. Um, one other thing they did show was the, the lead cross. Yes. Drayton's cross. And because they had to show that cool animation of it getting laser bladed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they hadn't used it in a while. They paid a lot of money for the animation. So they said, let's, let's cue it up. Let's show it again. However, since that artifact was lead, this artifact that we're talking about is lead. Gary says, well, why don't we do some laser let's ablation on this it. one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rick said that uh, he thought that was a good idea. So did Laird. They both agreed. Um, Rick stated that uh, Laird didn't mention a time period. 
<laughs> Laird says that some dates on, on some dates on them, but this one, the broad <laughs> date is thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred. Everyone kind of LOLs there. That is very broad. Thank yeah. you, Laird. I mean, he's probably going to be right. It's going <laughs> to land within there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. But uh, Rick says that the proximity of this bag seal to the wharf is huge, and they need to come into an understanding of what this represents. Maybe Templar, maybe not. Uh, but this is the strangest thing he's seen found on the island in a long, long time. I'm not saying a lot. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of crazy there, stuff happening there. I mean, classic Oak Island. Yeah. So Rick finishes the meeting by saying that it's very, very cool. And Gary uh, says it's a heck of a top pocket find for sure. There you go again. Top pocket that never made a top pocket. You don't know. He probably put it in there at least once. Maybe. I hope so. Uh, for for the artifact's sake, I hope it happened. Hope it touched his That's pocket. a legendary spot up there in that top pocket. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lara said he actually agrees. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and then my favorite from Gary. Welcome to the dark side, mate. <laughs> Alex did chime in too. He said, you finally got him. <laughs> Good job, Gary. We've cross-layered over. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. So um, I think we had some stuff uh, in the swamp. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the sw Let's do some swamp action. Swampy stuff. Yeah, so we had Rick. Uh, so actually, it was Aaron, Aaron and Miriam. Mm -hmm. uh, they're working together, and uh, based on their uh, time limited time, um, they want to get the direction of the path. Yes. Okay. So they don't have a lot of time left. The weather's hit or miss. We need. We want to get. We want to know where this path is going. So Aaron's kind of doing the opposite of what Miriam wanted to do here. Mm -hmm. Miriam wanted to just stay the course, I think. Yeah. Because that's what it sounded like when we heard her talk to Rick about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Stay the course. Kind of like, you know, let's get, um, you know, let's just follow it where it's at. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think Aaron's realizing like, hey, we just. We, we got to get we, some projections. Yeah, here. we need to know what. Because they probably want to pick up uh, and maybe. By knowing, they might get more funding for what they're doing. They might get um, uh, additional equipment, additional resources. Because if this thing is super, super, uh, like, way longer, I mean, they're going to want to expose the whole thing next year without um, ifs, ands, or buts, you know? Yeah. Well, they want to so, know where they left off, Yeah. right? And we know that the storms are coming. They're going to be looking at the curves that there are and seeing, okay, based off of what we found here, where is it? projecting towards can we jump ahead a little bit and see if we string up a test pit it, is it indeed there yeah and then okay based off that information potentially where are we going because then you can map out those roads and, and it would actually help for planning coming into this next year with this next season which hopefully you know they're getting ready to head out there soon well I hear Aaron saying the words, the money pit mm -hmm. pretty often. It seems like a lot more than before. And I think he's really deep down thinking, yeah, this probably does lead up to that area. Mm -hmm. and, that, so, and other places, maybe possibly, maybe, maybe it's a road to the latrine. Could it be? <laughs> in the, in the I, that would bin. be nuts. <laughs> I mean, there, you might as well have one. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. Could it be? Could it? Yeah. 
Miriam, she's just eager to set up the test pit and get going. Yeah. She's a worker bee. Oh, yeah, totally. All right. So in a little side interview, we had Marty saying that he wants to keep uh, following the stone pathway because it's just as interesting and that it's uh, it's just well constructed Mm -hmm. and hidden and it's massive and heavy things were moved around on it. That suggests something important to him. So, yeah, I feel you, Marty. I I feel you. All right. So who arrives to... uh, work with these guys over here well rick does rick likes to work Rick lagina is that what you're doing yeah so he arrives uh to lend a hand where needed mm-hmm. you know he's like put me to work and he seems to really be liking this trial work like he's like this is fun because it's like mini a mini treasure hunt he loves it he does he's uh he is he he was team uh billy's trial and he's he's being converted to team, uh, team Aaron and uh, Laird's trial and yeah. Miriam's trial and Liz's trial. And Marty's probably like, no. <laughs> he's like, this is fun though. He's like, but I like he's it. Like, Here, you bro. Know, Here, a quick. I'm, I bet yeah, he got Marty a trial for Christmas. And Marty probably threw it at him. <laughs> he was like, get that away from me. Uh, <laughs> Aaron explains that uh, they're trying to find where the path is going by jumping forward. Look, I jumped forward too. Uh, hey, wait a second. Hmm. I just have an idea, real quick. Uh-oh. So tomorrow we're gonna do Oak Island um, pregame before the season finale. Copy that. Okay, so bring your ideas of what Marty and Rick got each other for Christmas. That could be fun. It could be fun. And we'll talk about them. Uh, okay. All right. So Let's someone remind me in chat on on uh, Tuesday before the uh or when we're doing pregame because that would be fun right. oh, go ahead funny. sorry my bad uh rick noted that the window of search opportunity is closing like we talked about yeah and trying to confirm that pathway aaron agrees it's a good idea and aaron gets rick set up on the path near the uplands yeah yeah because rick, he did explain to rick that he and miriam are going to kind of jump up and try to mm-hmm. you know get a jump mm-hmm. on where this could be going um, which is cool, but Rick's like, well, you guys do the, extra- You're the expert. Yeah. You guys yeah. do the exploratory stuff I, where you already have something. Put me there. Yeah. I'll get the trial. I'll get it done. Put me somewhere. <laughs> I can't mess something up, Yeah, you know? Right. Yep. So he does that in a side uh, interview. Rick says that um, they're still struggling with the, fe- what the feature represents. It's, is it part of the money pit story? Is it uniquely a swamp story? Um, the only way, to do that is to continue or to figure it all out is continue the archaeological pursuit for artifacts that can tell the story so you know if you asked aaron he'd say no this is definitely all one story there's no way yeah Yeah. he he has stated that in previous uh episodes like you know is there multiple stories he's like there's no way (laughs) he's like no this this is all one thing i'm sorry absolutely yep Right, so um, uh, we see. do have some uh, different scenes and commercial breaks. We do come back to the swamp in the uplands. We do come back to the swamp in the uplands. Um, Rick is working when Aaron shows up to check in on him. Mm-hmm. What a nice, what a nice like overviewer, like a I was gonna say boss, but I think overlord. Rick... Overlord. <laughs> what a nice taskmaster to come and check on his uh, his grunts doing the work <laughs> well rick you know he's not trained in archaeology so he's yeah. like you know trying to help him out oh man but he's loving it oh he is totally digging yeah it. <laughs> he's digging it he is digging it so he's doing his thing it does show miriam and alex working on the other test pit so mm-hmm. alex was fine working in the unknown mm-hmm. but rick wanted to work where he could 
you know, make sure he's making some real progress. Mm -hmm. So in a little side interview, Rick says that they're work, um, working with uh, Miriam and Aaron. It, you know, like you said, yeah. just a couple minutes ago, it's like a mini treasure hunt. You're scraping away with the trowel and there's little surprises here and there. And he says it's somewhat intoxicating and addictive. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you get the little rush because think of like all the big digging they've done. And sometimes you come up with really big stuff, but then you come up very empty handed. So for him, he's like, whoo, yay. You keep getting your little endorphin rush when you find it's something. Kind of, he's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. And, <laughs> and you're like poking him with the trowel and he gets excited. <laughs> oh, he'd have like little holes in him. <laughs> okay. So Rick if is. You just, if you just tap him with it, not stab. I'm not saying stab him with it. Okay. He's not going to have holes if you, if you, unless you stab if he's him. A dough then you know they're extra soft there's a way to lightly touch things with a know? trowel sure sure so he, rick when he's using the trowel he's lightly touching the dirt it's fine i'm trying to move along move along sorry okay thank you <laughs> uh rick is scraping away and he finds something kind of big uh-oh that he calls interesting well hot dog oh what is it and aaron and says that aaron will know what this is so he takes it over to him to render an opinion he, he's pretty excited and yeah. it looks big it does rick mm -hmm. um arrives where alex miriam and aaron are working mm -hmm. and he likes to see three people hard at work he says that out loud he's like <laughs> yeah you it's guys like, go yeah. um aaron asks if he's had any breakthroughs and rick uh takes a play out of gary's handbook and he kind of like um <laughs> He has his big find in his pocket and he's like, uh, not showing it yet. He's like, yeah, look at all this stuff on my uh, dustpan yeah. that I yeah, found. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. But then he's like, well, Bait wait a switch. second. I got I got a side pocket find over here. <laughs> and he pulls it out and it it's big. Yeah. Let's see here. So what uh, did Aaron say to no, him? Oh, Aaron goes, sweet Jesus. <laughs> He's been waiting all season for a sweet Jesus moment. And this was it. I guess so. Man, this this piece of what he says is probably creamware. That did it. <laughs> it was just like, they're not expecting to find something that big, that big and uh, that intact. I wrote that down as my questions to <laughs> ask Aaron, what constitutes a sweet Jesus moment? And something that also makes him think, oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> you know, like, it's something that gets him excited. And that creamware uh, bowl totally did it. or plate uh, base. It was really big. Did. It was big. He said creamware came into existence in 1763, and the British would have brought it over when they arrived. Uh -huh. So, hey, that's still before the money pit. Not that far before the money pit, but still before uh -huh. the money pit. It Calls it, uh, also said it could be yellow where, which would be later because of all the pieces they're finding in the era, you know, it, he thinks it's likely creamware, yeah. which you sell them find a nice piece intact like this. And this is a big one. It is a big one. Uh, Clotworthy explains what creamware is. Apparently there's no look test for this one. <laughs> and he wonders if it's connected to who built the stone pathway or maybe pine tar kiln. Could it be? And I just, it, it's just crazy. It is. It is. It's so much pottery coming up and little artifacts since they have got further away from the stone road at, you know, south, where we assume they'd be offloading stuff and pick, I guess, picking up after themselves. And now it's like artifacts galore. 
It's artifact after artifact. Uh, pottery after pottery. Things you wouldn't find with a metal detector. At, at least 700 pieces, according to you. At, at least. You, you Actually, say, that's according to that Steve. So the mm. next week on the preview, uh, we saw Steve show his glorious maps for a second. And it said that this year they had already they had found 700 artifact like things on the island and you see them all pop up and it's like oh dear that's a lot you, what would uh what would um uh dr taylor say to that sweet jesus are you sure it's not this oh yeah girl <laughs> you probably say both <laughs> but uh, uh, did I say Doctor Spooner? I meant Doctor Taylor. No, oh, I thought bad. you said Doctor Taylor. Maybe I did. Uh, Doctor Spooner would say, "Holy crow, <laughs> that's very important." <laughs> oh man, uh, I didn't know you had. A, I didn't know you had a uh, uh, Doctor Spooner button. That's great. Holy crow, that's very time. important. I gotta hear that again. Holy crow, that's very important. Man, he, <laughs> whatever that was, I don't remember what it was. That he was impressed. And you know what? <laughs> what Steve would say. I'll grab my GPS. <laughs> I'm so glad you captured that one. That's hilarious. I'll get my GPS. And when he grabs it, it's funny because at that moment, he practically like jumps up from the <laughs> swamp and goes running for his GPS. I'm thinking, where's your precious GPS at? Wow. Oh. It's probably just stuck in the mud somewhere like the sword in the stone. He pulls it out <laughs> and he's suddenly the king of the swamp. <laughs> He's going to have to fight uh, Tony Sampson on that one. Though. Oh, man. But I'll grab my GPS. I'll get my GPS. He did at least 700 times this year. <laughs> yeah. So That's a lot. <laughs> and it's crazy. I think one, I don't remember if it was on a preview for next week or if it was in this episode, but I heard someone say that um, it might have been a preview, but this year they found way more than they found in other years and yeah plus being on a you know being tied down by the pandemic yeah like it's insane they started later it's been a shortened year and and they found more yeah it's insanity it, it is absolutely insane all love right. it all right i think the last thing we got here is the the main event the real main event yes that maddie blake drove home for us it's just like whoa gary said the main event was the bag seal no 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 gary i'm sorry gary you got one up by Dr. Spooner. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they keep one upping each other. And yeah. Well, Gary, what you found was amazing. And it's a true. And it got put down set, on set the leaderboard, everybody. you know, because yeah. everybody's got their fines. But I think Spooner might be winning at this point. I don't know. We'll see. It, we're, most of the stuff that happened this season, even if we didn't see Dr. Spooner a lot, it most of it's because of Dr. Spooner. Yeah. It's Spooner driven. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the season, we had him out in the boat. Yep. We had him with Tony mm -hmm. marking all of these uh, anomalies that were under, in the swamp. Yep. And they didn't know what they could be. And look what that led to. We had. Um, yeah, they thought it was a wall. Yeah. Well, we even had that Maddie Blake special last year where in the snow and in the ice, they were out there taking samples. Yeah, with the Viper Corps. And guess who that was? Spooner. Spooner. He's never left. And now this amazing idea, I mean, what took you so long to come up with this idea, guys? Just kidding. Um, it had, he had to bring someone new well, in. Well, they're always busy. They've right? always got stuff going on. 
but he had a light bulb mm-hmm. went above his head. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. And so that's this is the fruits of that labor. So what happened in the war room? Because that's so, where we're heading now. Yes. Yeah, so Marty welcomes everybody mm-hmm. and says that this is one of his favorite times where they get to look at what he believes is very interesting data. So Marty is joined by Rick, Doug, Craig, Alex, Billy, Jack, and Tom, who welcome Dr. Matt Lucum. Luke, Luke Mann, not Ham, <laughs> Luke Mann, and Dr. Ian Spooner. Mm-hmm. And Spooner opens with this question. What? What's the question? Do you think there's treasure in the money pit? Do you? Do you think there's treasure in the money pit? Oh, my gosh. That What a question to ask. What a question to ask, right? Mm-hmm. And Marty was like, I like that lead in. And everyone kind of laughs. And then Spooner's like, no, I'm serious. Like, yeah, he's and like, dude, Marty's I, like, oh, I'm not playing around. <laughs> so Marty says that he thinks there's a small chance. Mm-hmm. But and Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick say? says that he absolutely does believe yeah. that what they drilled into in 1897 is real. Yeah. And it's still there. So that was the chapel vault, right? Correct. So um, Spooner asks Doug to bring up his report. Mm-hmm. And Doug does. Doug does. Doug does thy bidding. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, so the first slide shows the 12 wells that um, they took water samples of. Matt Lukeman uh, took the initiative to scan them through the whole spectrum. And that's when some interesting things came up. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Matt Lukeman. Yes. And as Dr. Spooner said that he'll flash forward to why he asked them about that question. of Do you believe in treasure? Mm-hmm. Because when you think of pieces of eight, how do how do they pronounce that word? Merid of eight, merid, merid. merid. <laughs> I know. Mara I, the... Yeah, it's like the other coin. Oh, I could I just, say it earlier. I just can't say it Mervidee. because. Yeah, I can't say it because like I am terrible at pronouncing things that I don't pronounce on a daily basis. Even things you are. Yeah, but um, yeah, so. Coins, right? Coins. <laughs> um, anything like that back in the day, they were just like 20 to 30% silver. Mm-hmm. The rest was zinc and copper. Yes. So he said, okay, if there really is a ton of treasure down there, then uh, wh- that is what they might expect to see in elevated levels of, or is the elevated levels of silver alloys. Yeah. Alloys that make up silver, such there as, like go. you said, the aforementioned zinc and copper. Right. So they went back to the slideshow. Mm-hmm. And um, the second slide, uh, he says that these red arrows um, on what he was or what he was really looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you were looking for treasure. Right. But um, he uh, he said, what do you what you see is um, the wells that they call S or sorry, WS1, WS2 and WS9. Um, if you look at the copper and zinc levels, then they are uh, seeing is not a minor like hill, yeah, but it is ten times like a spike, ten times the peak, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot that wowed everybody and rightfully should it, naturally. I love. Okay, so Linda is here from the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond. What's up, Linda? And she, so Jeff, I saw uh, Jeff in here too. One of the hosts, he he has a hard time with pronunciation, so yeah. she like when he can't say something she'll send it to him phonetically and 
And she just did that for the Maravadi. Mayor Davi. Mayor Davi. There you go. Got it. There we go. Thanks. So and Cheryl said it too. Thanks, Cheryl. Yes. Y'all helping us out. Maravadi. It's, it's easy. Yeah. yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, anywho, <laughs> yeah, they're all wowed by this info. Uh -huh. um, and this is not just big news. And it's huge it's, news. Yeah, it's huge. And not only that, they did have silver trace um, it, traces of silver in those reports as well. Yes. All right. So at the end of the day, there is every reason to believe that down those holes, there is something that um, is close by that contains a fair bit of silver. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's like, yeah, like Maddie was getting the uh, goosebumps mm -hmm. talking about it yesterday. I'm getting goosebumps right now because like. It is huge. It is. Like silver confirmed. Like this basically confirms large amounts of treasure mm -hmm. somewhere beneath their feet when they're standing in the money pit area. Yeah. Or so, at least where they took those samples from. I wonder where those samples are from. I hope they show this at, that on a the map. They do. At the end of the episode, we saw to be continued. Hopefully they pick they, up right where they left off. They, they showed it on a map. What? You know where WS1 is? Yeah. And where WS2 is? Yeah, actually, you know what? I had found WS1 and WS2 accidentally on oh. one of Steve's maps. And Show I, me. calm down, oh. I I had them on my map. Mm -hmm. And I was, I didn't know what WS1 meant or WS2. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I do water sample one, water sample two. Ooh, there you but, go. Uh, they showed the front of Spooner's thing hang on okay so we have ws1 ws2 and ws9 are the ones the that yeah that have trace elements of silver and spooner said he'd be shocked if they saw any so are they in the money pit or are they somewhere else uh they're near hang on that's what i that's what i'm trying to i believe ws is there one that is just i think ws9 had the biggest spike yeah, so she's looking it up now because uh, I haven't seen that on the map, and I'm wondering if it's like because they did some stuff like you said closer to 10x, mm -hmm. some stuff um, you know further south. So I'm just wondering where those um, spikes were because like if okay. it's, if it came out of C1, then man, <laughs> WS1 okay, is is okay. So you know where the Living Woman's Memorial is just above Shaft 12. Yep. Okay, Where's so... That is that below? That's a, that's north of the Money Pit. Uh-oh. Just a little bit. But WS9 is pretty oh. much C1. Oh. Charles, okay. you did it. Charles, you. WS2 was the other one with the spike. Mm. And when I overlaid it on my map, it was right by um, kind of where... Dan Blankenship had an old drill hole in like the Begley drilled stone mm -hmm. is, which is just a little bit southeast of, yeah, of WS9. Wow. So they are in those concentrated areas, but like WS5, 3, 8, 10, 4, all those are further south, but your three samples that are the first, oh, sorry. All those other ones are further north. Your three samples that are the furthest south yeah. are all the ones. Are the ones. Gotcha. Yeah. So and that's all <sighs> money pit 
area. And that's, that's good information. Oh, man, it's going to be an exciting season finale. Oh, I can't wait. I'm still two hours. Well, you have the Maddie Blake before, yeah. and then you have the one out just like they did last year. Oh, so it's not like two hours. I don't think it's a genuine two hours. I'm going to double check. Well, you You're probably right. I know I'm right, but you like to double check my work. So, mm. and then you're like, oh, I should have listened to you the first time. And then I'm like, yeah, well, this is the life we live. This is the life we this live. This is the life we live where my, I'm, I'm never wrong, but Dustin wants to make sure I'm proved wrong. So <laughs> there's that. You're, oh, I'm you're, what? You're, what am I? You're just right. Some, you're okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you are something. It I don't was know definitely what, a wow moment. And let's see here. Yeah, WS one, two, and nine are the ones with the big spikes. Yep. And Rick is stoked. Marty's stoked. Everybody's stoked. Mm -hmm. I love that Doug chimes in, and he said he's trying to get a mental picture of how much silver it would take to get these levels. Like, is it a handful of silver or is it a Gearheart dump truck load of silver? Ian replies, Dr. Spooner replies, it's a Gearheart dump truck. <laughs> what? Mind blown. That's where, like, Marty started slapping the table, yeah, man. He was so excited. I need to add that to the Marty montage. I've never seen him so excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's like, Billy, roll him in. <laughs> Yeah, so He'll you can, show up with the Brinks truck. Yeah, like uh, he says, oh, baby. You know, that's what yeah. uh, Marty says. You can even hear Jack saying, oh, no way. <laughs> you know, like they are so freaking stoked. And Jack was wondering about gold. They're like, if we just concentrate on silver here, then it's like the gold, still. The gold's going to be there, bro. Yeah, and so Rick is wowed. He mm -hmm. says wow at the end. And then we get the to be continued. Rude. But I think that hopefully means that it's just going to open up like right into word? that. Yeah. I hope so too. That'd be so cool. So <sighs> to what, be a, continued. what a great episode though. Like, yes. that, like I said, that was a wow episode. Amazing. Can't wait to see how they follow up mm -hmm. and how the season ends. Uh, I hope it doesn't end like uh borehole C 11 dash or C dash 11.5, you know, cause that one died with a whimper. Yeah. You know, this, this episode, Marty is not up for whimpering. This season has no chance of dying with a whimper. No. Like, all it's going to do is make us so excited for season nine and what but they're going to accomplish wait. next year. That's okay. No, because now the season's getting over. The guy's actually going to go back to work now. And so that's exciting. But we don't get to see. I wish we could have like a live stream webcam <laughs> strapped to somebody. Isn't there like a island dog? I think I remember Laird mentioned there's like a little scruffy dog. And we could just can someone get a live GoPro on him? And I don't think anyone would notice. Meh. <laughs> Meh. We could wait for him to package it up nicely. Like we saw the uh, Maddie Blake special, the mm -hmm. behind the scenes of Oak Island, mm -hmm. um, where all those people work so hard to make it a fun show for everybody. Those people deserve to have to, to be employed. Cause if you, if you have like a dog running around with a GoPro, there might be less people tuning in. Cause they're like, Oh, I already saw the dog cam, <laughs> you know? So those people deserve to be employed. They do a great job. Everything is so good about this show. Are you trying to tell me that I'm saying those people don't deserve to be employed and that the dog cam saying, like, is going to win out? First off, the dog cam would never win out. I mean, 
who knows? It, it'd probably fall off him and we just get like a sh shot of a stump somewhere or it'd get dumped in the swamp and it's just like a live stream of brackishness. That's all I got. But I'm excited. Um, next week on, also known as the season finale. Next week on, The Curse of Oak Island. Uh, Steve can be heard saying we need to connect the cobble path in the swamp to the path that leads to the money pit. That may that may be our X on the ground. All right, yeah. So Marty says, yes. And then we got Gary. He's seen metal detecting. He sees something. He's like, that's off a ship, mate. And then Jack says something that might actually, uh, he says, that might actually be uh, solve the mystery. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick uh, finds something and Charles asks what you got and Rick says he's never seen anything like that before Aaron says that is incredible mm -hmm. I mean in Aaron's mind he's saying this oh yeah girl that's like that's that's equivalent to that is incredible uh yeah and in the war room Marty says that this is the first direct evidence of real treasure any and everybody is giddy with excitement which sounds like Spooner results oh my gosh so good and then it looked like, okay, and then we had another preview come up, which uh, during pregame we'll watch, but that's the one where Steve said they found uh, 700 artifacts. Um, and then he had said, no, I'm saying there's multiple roads. Mm -hmm. and so I'm thinking we got an Oak Island highway system <laughs> at this point. And especially since that, road we got a quick flash and that really big one that's kind of wharfish that they uncovered at the very beginning is 20 by 80 wharfish yeah that's that's a two-lane highway like you can get two uh carts going there it's yeah. it's i just oh my it's mind-blowing Yes, All it's right. a lot. We so, have Maddie Blake special tomorrow. Yes. We have the season finale tomorrow. I know I saw Maddie say he was going to do like a post show, like a live stream because he had so many technical difficulties last week. Cool. That, well, so he would do that mm -hmm. after. So keep an eye out for that over on Facebook's uh, Maddie Blake fan page. Yeah. Uh, the next week after that, we have another drilling down. And then we have another drilling and down. And then we have another week. drilling down after that. Lots of Maddie Blake. All Maddie Blake all the time. Yes. <laughs> and then on Monday, is it this coming Monday, that we have our interview with Laird. Ooh. Yeah. So a week, a week from today. From today. So May 10th, we uh, get a talk with Laird in the evening. Hot dog. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I'm really excited. So if you have questions, let us know. Yeah, I'll probably put up a post in our Facebook group mm -hmm. so that people can put questions in there. I did that yesterday with Maddie Blake, mm -hmm. and it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what we can do because it's hard to get keep up with the chat. Um, it just is. It, it is. And even with the questions that are asked, we can really only ask a few. You mm -hmm. know, we, we have a certain flow that we uh, go through. Sure. Uh, but for prep, you know, we like all that. Um, what else do we have left? Well, I think we might have some clot worthies. Woo! Okay, do you want to know the winner from last week? Let's see who the winner of the clot worthy moment of the week was. Yes, the winner is 
A button from a member of the British Navy? Discovered in the foundation of Samuel Ball's former home? Oh. A button, a British button. Uh, there's a lot of British coming up. I mean, even with that uh, creamware. And the pine tar kiln. And the pine tar kiln. Stuff. So much. Okay. All right, so we have two clot-worthy moments going head-to-head -head this week. And yes. um, is your job to vote on the winner. So what are what's going up against what? So first one is... Burnt backfilled materials found in borehole C11.5. C11.5? Burned backfilled materials. Wow. All right, that's going up against... A drop of the drill rod of nearly 18 feet. Could it be a natural void of some kind? <laughs> a drop of the drill rod? <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. Oh, thank you, Robert Clotworthy. For oh, those. that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. All right, so... Um, now, it is up to you, dear listeners, to vote on what you think is the best clot-worthy moment of the week. Go to facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast and find our groups tab uh, or the link. Click on it. Go to Could It Be an Oak Island Group. Today, you'll be able to vote on your favorite clot-worthy moment of the week, and uh, we'll determine who is the winner. You could also go to twitter.com slash Oak Island Pod. Vote there. And next week, we will reveal the winner of the clot-worthy moment of the week. Yes. Uh, other social media platforms include the fact that we're on Instagram at Oak Island Podcast. You mentioned Twitter at Oak Island Pod. You can always email us, uh, Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And you can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Oak Island Podcast. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, smash that like button. Oh, dear. Yeah, because that's what tubers and subscribe and uh hit the bell notification to get notified when we uh, okay, go live you sound awfully angry right now <laughs> so you need to calm down right. uh and then of course we're on twitch now doing twitchy things <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should use the oak island pod uh cast twitch um uh account to play some video games Mm, or fun? not and then people can hang out with me and we'll play video games together but then you'd be representing us while you're doing that and I, I don't know what you what your video game world's like okay oak island podcast phone line yes if you'd like to call and leave us a message please do so it's 360-836-4549 we do have one new uh facebook review that Ooh, i want to yay. read real quick all right so this is a five out of five. Highly recommends. Uh, could it be an Oak Island podcast from Tammy Williams? Hi, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. So it says two amazing people who are making everyone so happy with their stories and discussing the Oak Island mystery. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much, Tammy. You are awesome. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you for that. And um, last bit of a uh, thing we need to take care of is um, we have uh, – you know, I guess I should have pulled this up real quick. Um, Patreon. Yes. So um, Patreon, you can support us mm -hmm. through a monthly um, donation mm -hmm. to help the podcast, to help us, um, you know, keep it going, mm -hmm. uh, maybe get a new equipment sometime in the future, mm -hmm. um, mail out prizes and stuff. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say, um, Thank you to everybody that has uh, supported us mm -hmm. lately and in the past. If you would like to support us going forward, please do so. Patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Yes, we greatly appreciate it. And we have trivia tonight. We do. Yeah. Yes. Oak Island trivia begins at 
uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. 20 trivia questions over on Facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. You can play, win awesome Oak Island prizes. Yes, the- we'll be recapping this latest episode. We will. We did that right now. Yeah, that's but that's what we're going to be. Well, I guess we'll be quizzing you yeah. on this latest episode. That's correct. And then tomorrow we'll be back for the Maddie Blake special or before Maddie Blake special for Oak Island pregame mm-hmm. at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Correct. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Yes. Until next time. Could it be?